You're listening to the Nurture Project podcast with Sophie Dale. So today I'm very pleased to have with me um, Dr. Cherie Mack, um, writer, poet, visual journal maker, um, and um, many other things besides. Um, and um, so first of all, I'd like to say welcome. Thank you, Sophie. It's lovely to be here. Thank you very much for the invitation. You are welcome. Um, So when I first came up with this um, project to talk to lots of people about nurturing and self-care for writers and so on, you were one of the people who sprang to mind because I know that you have such a strong practice around this in your own life and I know how fundamental it is to your writing life Mm. Um, but I wondered if you could talk a little bit um, about how you came to develop the practices that you now have for um, self-care and kind of really one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you actually is that you for you it seems to be that your self-care and your kind of chopping up your creativity are almost the same thing true that makes sense true Um, and I think lots of people seem to misunderstand if I say self-care, what they're thinking is bubble baths and pedicures yeah, yeah, yeah. and things. Yeah, uh, yeah. And that's really not what I mean. Um, mm. So, yeah, I'm going to stop yeah. talking and let you talk. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, so while you're talking there, um, and we just said about self-care and bubble baths, I've just been sitting here and putting on um, some hand cream because I noticed that my hands were dry. Um, and and I I think for me, that is part and parcel of my self-care. If I notice something is, is not feeling right or, yeah, isn't moving right, then I, I give it some attention. And that can be a physical thing, as I've just said, with my hands. But um, it can also be a mental and an emotional thing. And it's small things that I do. Um, because I do believe those small things add up. So if I keep putting on this hand cream for the, you know, every morning, I'm going to get smoother skin. Yeah. Um, and I think that is, it has been a learning practice. It has definitely been a learning practice. Um, and what has been the foundation of that has been um, being open, being open to the idea that, hey, you're not feeling too good or you're not feeling right at the moment um, and you really should do something about it for yourself because nobody else is going to do it for yourself. Um, And that had to be started with a conversation with myself. And that conversation with myself is something that I do on the page. And I can do that with words, with my morning pages or with my journaling. um, Or it can be done with image. Like some days I don't have the words, but I have a, I see an image that might speak how I'm feeling. So it could be a, oh, it could be an image of a sunflower. And it's a case of, oh gosh, yes, I get that feeling of joy from that sunflower. Um, and that's a feeling that I'd like to have within me. So I'll cut that out and put it in my journal and it'll be there as a reminder. Hey, you can feel joy at certain points. Um, so, yeah, it's, a, it's an ongoing, I don't know, it's almost like you're feeding a plant and you keep topping it up with some water. You might give it some words. 
you might give it some feeding, um, you know, proper feeding for the plant. And, and it's because you are feeding yourself or trying to grow yourself into a better version of yourself. You know that something's off. You know that you're going through life and you're not being totally yourself. Um, so you need to find some ways to get to know yourself. And that's through the writing, that's through the visual journaling, that's, I say visual journaling, and that's words, images, paint on the blank page. Um, but all the time I'm doing these outward actions, I am feeding that internal wisdom, soul, light, that little light inside of me that um, gets dimmed and knocked by the outside world, by society, that needs to be fed and nurtured. Um, and it sounds almost like we, what, what you're describing is you need to be attuned to when that pilot light is getting really, really low um, yeah. and, and start doing the things that you know will bring it back up again. Yeah, and I think that that's a good way of seeing it. And I, and I think where my creative or my creativity, or my creative practice became so integral to my life as a life source was when that pilot light went out completely. And it went out completely from a traumatic experience that I had just over five years ago, where it was a, a horrific pulling down of me as a person, as a writer, in a very public way. Um, and I was, I was out for the count. I was out for the count. Um, and I was ruined, ruined personally and professionally. And that was the time for seven days, because I counted them, that I stopped writing. I stopped being creative. I stopped showing up for myself on the page because I felt I couldn't trust myself on the page. And that was a very dark time. But what I realized, cause you know, I said seven days because after the seven days I started writing again. <laughs> um, but I found that that was my way out to write, you know, the, the issue that the, the issue that had put me into that place was my writing. But the remedy and the medicine to get me out of that place was my writing. Mm, but, interesting. but, but, and, and that's where my visual journaling came into it because I was afraid of words. I couldn't get a handle on my words and what other words people were saying about me. So it was really, really important for me to come at them through the back door. And that was by just dribbling some paint on the page and smearing it across the page with a disused credit card or, you know, Costa card and, <laughs> and seeing those, seeing and those. the creativity down somehow in the description. I know, I know. But, you know, take me, you know, before this lockdown, I would be going into Costa and picking up these cards all the time, you know, these cards that you can put your points on because I'd be using them. Um, to create with, but then I'd pass them on. When I was doing workshops, I would pass them on and say, this is the most important gift I'm giving you. And it would be a cost a point card. And I'm not saying go and get your points on it. I'm saying, 
use it within your journal you know and it was it was smearing that paint across the page seeing it glide spread out the red the yellow the blue and the patterns it made um it was singing it was singing to my soul and then to actually put some words on top of that well it it broke through barriers it broke through fears of the blank page but it also made my words not just look better but feel better there was something that i was getting through that action and motion and it was and it was a bodily experience i was embodying that whole thing you know because of the pain smell you know i'm doing these actions and i know this is all going to be audio but you can see me sophie you know and it was all those the feel of it across the page the smell of it and the sight of it and it lifted it lifted it lifted my my mood my mindset and it got me out of a dark place it definitely did the, the other practice that I particularly want to make sure that we talk about um, of yours is wild swimming, because I know that that is really important to you. And it's the thing I kind of connect with you in my head. Um, so do you want to talk a little bit about how that started and what it means yeah. for your practice? Again, again, um, it came in on a healing tip. And um, we moved to the the coast just over 10 years ago now. And it was because I'd had a miscarriage really. Um, and I thought I was healing, you know, doing okay, but really I wasn't. Um, I was just pushing it down and getting on with work, do, 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 produce, produce, produce. And I was doing all these different um, workshops and schools and getting in the money, but it was almost like the money was tainted and I had to get rid of it quick time. I didn't want to do anything. So, um, so coming to the scene, um, the coast was a way to walk it out or walk it off. Um, and this is, you know, it's an affluent area when we're not, we're not rich. But um, so that means for me, it's an affluent area. It means that the majority of people here are white. Um, so I was the only black body on that beach walking. And um, that was enough. But then, I don't know if it's from a kid or what, but I had to be closer to the sea. So, you know, I take my shoes off my, and go go paddle. Um, and then it just seemed to like glad, gradually and gradually. And it is again, that <laughs> stepped approach is like, well, I'm, I'm wanting to feel about, you know, how does it feel a bit further up my legs? You know, and, you know, you get a big wave and you'll splash and you'll wet your clothes and like, oh gosh, you know, giggling like a kid. Oh yes, that goes cold quick. Um, and then it was a case, you know, got myself a wetsuit. Don't know how you do those things, but I did it. And I got in. And it was just a quick in and out, quick in and out, running in and out. And it's like, oh gosh, yeah. You can feel that sensation all over your body. Um, and it would, it would be at times early morning or late at night when nobody else was there because I didn't want anyone else to see me or talk to me or pass judgment on me. Um, and because it was by myself at these, these times of light, different change in light, um, I found that I was quieting down all those 
worries and thoughts in my head just seem to dissolve, disappear. And I was right smack there in my body, feeling it all. Yeah, yeah, it's a nausea and it is cold all year round. But then once you get used to that and acclimatise, there is a warm glow that comes upon you. And it's that warmness that sort of like relaxes your muscles, relaxes your limbs, and it relaxes your mind. And I just found that I could breathe much more deeper when I was with the sea. And I would and I would go. You know, I wasn't now running in and out. I would just walk in slowly and give thanks and say hello to the sea or, you know, to the waves coming in and, and give my gratitude back to the sea for receiving me because that's how I felt. I felt that she was gathering me up within her watery embrace and healing me and, and, and bringing me back to me. Because that's the thing, when I'm with the sea, I recognize myself so, so, so well. And it's not a case of like, I recognize my identity as right, a uh, black woman. No, it's a case of like, I recognize an essence, the, the, the true essence of me, which, which in, in the sea is so small and insignificant, really. Um, but the flip side is that I feel so, so expansive. <laughs> with, with her it's such it's it's so difficult to put it into words that's why I keep writing about it I haven't found the words but I keep I keep writing about it I keep going back because there is a connection there's a connection with my body and the scene there's a connection with my body and the landscape and it's and it's trying to understand what that is it's a mystery it's a mystery um that um keeps feeding my pot keeps feeding my pot yeah almost don't want you to solve the mystery because there's something special about keeping on going back for it isn't there? exactly I don't think I will you know I don't think I will but that's not putting me off you know because it is a case of we do we I enter into some kind of creative process with questions and you say you enter in, in it to find the answers but you don't really want to find the answers you just it just throws up more questions and that's what keeps making you come back. You know, yeah, I want to understand it. Yeah. But do I really want to understand it? Mm. Because it's, it's such a, it's such a joyous giving, all giving ride. You don't want to stop. <laughs> but what happens if you find that you do stop if, you know, for whatever reason life gets in the mm. way and you stop yeah swimming you stop visual journaling and stuff yeah and you know it's happened to me quite recently um there was a fear there um of going to the sea because of the lockdown there was a fear um that i'd meet people there and because it has been crowded down there at certain times of the day but then there was also the fear of like being stopped by the police because they were barricading off the coast they were taping up benches and, and they were patrolling in their vans. And I just thought, here's me. Because you, you do have to be vulnerable. You know, you do strip down to go into the sea. You are bare. 
in more ways than one. And I just had visions of, um, you know, being addressed by police saying, what's going on here? Like, you know, and it was a fear that was feeding into other fears about, you know, catching the virus and and getting ill and and dying. Basically, it came back to the fear of dying by any means and dying. Um, So as a way to control the situation, I stopped going into the city. Um, And this was for a few weeks. Um, Because of the stories I was telling myself. And I know that I wasn't functioning very well. I was going into a dark space. I was spiraling. That's a good way of saying it. I was spiraling it downwards. Um, And... um, I had to have conversations with a number of people. I had a conversation with you about it. <laughs> and um, I had to put things into perspective. And I, and I also knew that to get out of this dark space, I needed to take that medicine. And that was the medicine that I was withholding myself from. Um, and there was those fears, the external fears, that had been taken internal. But there was also coming up those ideas that well who are you to want to feel well or who are you to want to feel better or who are you to actually try and care for yourself and love yourself yeah and it came down to that self-worth um and it and it was a practice even if it was saying sometimes you're you know a mantra you're enough, you're enough. And that's, you know, the tattoo that I have on my arm as a reminder. Um, And because of distractions or other things that are going out, we can slip through the cracks of forgetting ourselves, forgetting our practice, forgetting our own self-worth. And it was, it was a case of having, having a stepped approach, saying, setting a date, okay, Tomorrow, you're going to the sea and you're going to do it at a certain time. And then supporting that by having my gear ready, um, highlighting it with others. Hey, I'm out early tomorrow. And, and I'm saying it to them, but I'm saying it to myself. I'm sort of like self, self-talk, self-coaching myself to get there. Because once you get there, you're reminded aha this is why I do it this is what I've been missing and you know that I can chastise myself saying oh man should be you've let other people get in the way of what you love or what you want to do and you've internalized that oh no 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 and then but then I can stop I stop that because we all have those um voices and then flip it and say hey Shri times have been difficult Ah, big time on a global (laughs) scale on several fronts yeah so just you know cut yourself some slack have a bit more kindness and grace for yourself you are doing the best that you can with the tools that you've got yeah so so yeah i don't know if i'm answering your questions here i'm just going on this, this 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 long ramble here um but yeah and the thing is is like what i also brought in was the idea it's like you know you're doing something and then 
almost you give yourself a treat afterwards or say, do this and you can do this afterwards. Yeah. We do this all the time. Mm -hmm. Right. Write 500 words and then you can go for a coffee or a walk. Yeah. So I did this. Like, get to the sanctuary and take a flask and take your journal with you so that it's not going to be the be end and end all of it. It's going to, you know, this is a, this is a entrance into something else. Yeah. So it was like, oh my gosh, yeah, it'd be really nice to sit and have some coffee. Yeah, take a flask and have your journal. So then, that you know that the important thing is to get into the sea because it opens you up to your senses and your body. But then to have that little treat afterwards was like, yeah, I'm doing this because I'm going to do this afterwards. That's sort of, you know, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so yeah. So that's what I do. Go in the sea, get my flask, you know, get my dry well on, have my flask of coffee and sit in a way, in a place where I know nobody else would, would come. Like on the other side of the pier wall, sea might be coming in a little bit. Um, and see the sea and just write out how I felt after being in the sea, what my body was feeling. And then also taking, taking my surroundings, the gulls, the seaweed, the buttercombed rock cliffs there. You know, it was almost like it was. It had I'd been opened up, been cracked open by getting into the sea. And, you know, I'm not in long and I don't go out far. I, I, I keep within my my depth um but there's there's just something magical about it one of these days you're going to convince me to do it too <laughs> I'm, I'm surprised you haven't tried it you know because and I, and I, and it is like now i don't mind if people come up to me and ask me about it and talk to me you know oh you're brave how 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 cold was that and that sort of thing and a number of women have come up to me and said you know oh, I'd really like to try it. And I says, well, you should. And I says, like, hey, I'm down here such and such in time. If you fancy doing it with me, want some support, I'm here to support you. I've even given out my number to women who have said, oh, I'm not too sure. And I've said, well, you know, I'm here to support if you want to do it because, you know, it's good to do it with someone else to start off with. But I says, but, but you'll get to know that you enjoy it better by yourself because it is sacred time. I'm a bit reluctant to take my daughter with me sometimes because <laughs> she's not as serene as me. <laughs> I, do, I do think maybe that I was a mermaid or a selkie at some point. Um, so sometimes it's a bit difficult to do it with other, other people. So you're sneaking out of the house so that she doesn't catch you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Things you've got to do, man. Things you've got to yeah. do. And the, the other practice that I wanted to talk about was something that I remember us talking about during lockdown, um, which is that travel is such a big thing for shifting your perspective and helping you be more creative. Yeah. Um, and obviously, especially during lockdown, it was close to impossible. Um, yeah. And I loved the, the solution you came up with with your card <laughs> end. So can, can you talk about that a little bit? Because I think the creative thinking yeah. is, is um, instructive. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's it. Because I say I'm a creatrix because my whole life, I do believe, is a creation. And um, before lockdown, I was used my family are used to it for me to go away probably every month um and that would be I know, 
maybe booking a hotel room so I could um, write something I want to write specifically. Could be going on residencies. Um, um, and this is within the UK or international. You know, I used to enjoy getting um, invitations to go to speaking gigs in the States because um, then I'd have to go, wouldn't I? You know, cannot deny. Um, so once lockdown came, that was totally cut off. Um, and everyone has found it difficult being socially distancing and locked in the house with people that you love. <laughs> it's, it's difficult. Um, and I, I realized again that I was missing that time away. It's just a time away so that you're thinking about yourself. That's all you've got to think about. You don't have to be thinking about keeping others to their schedule, doing the tea, being there, pickups, drop all that stuff just falls away and you can just be on your own clock. So I knew I needed it desperately to have that feeling of escape because that's what it is. It's escape to solitude. Um, so what I'd done, and I haven't got a big car, I've got a Suzuki Splash. And if you've seen it, it's like, it's like the, the back end has been chopped off. There's no there, man. It's got no backside. Yeah. Um, and I just thought, hey, there's not something. I, I mean, I even went on to internet and was looking at, you know, vans that have been converted into camper vans or cars that have been converted into camper vans saying like, ooh, how much are they costing? Can I get a loan and get one of them? You know, because I wanted to get out there still, travel and be in a different space. But you still take yourself with you. But safely. Um, so it wasn't possible. So just one day going, coming back with the shopping, I just thought, hey, let me just try this. So I actually, I was parked up in our city centre. <laughs> um, and I put down my back seats, put everything that was in the boot in the front. And, and I climbed in, I climbed in first through the boot. Um, and then I thought, oh, there must be an easier way than doing this. So I, I shut the boot and then I went in the, the back door and I got in and I thought, oh, yeah. And it's not major big, but I can sit up in there with my legs stretched out. And I thought, hey, this could work. This could really work. So, um, so then I just skyrocket it to my peeps in the house saying, hey, Saturday, I'm away for the day. Yeah. Fend for yourself. And, and that's what I did the night before. Again, I set those little steps in motion, skywritten it already, and then said, and then the night before, I took out a duvet and some pillows and my sleeping bag. Um, and then on the morning, I mean, I got out early. Because um, again, I factored in, I'm going into the sea first, and then I'm going to get in and my car dead. First time in my car dead, so it's all exciting. So you know when you're going off on a trip yourself, you're excited, you've got that holiday mode mind, and you just want to, you know, you can't sleep, you know, you're so excited. And that's how I was. Um, so yeah, I got into the sea, and I got into my car dead afterwards with the boot open, looking at the sea, and um, duvet on the bottom, so it's soft you know, pillars behind my back <laughs> and my sleeping bag a bit on because, you know, a bit chilly after the sea. Um, flask of coffee. And um, yeah, I did my morning, my morning pages in there. And I felt so content, so content. I was, I was safe. 
I wasn't bothering anyone. Um, and I was doing what I was, I loved, I was creating. Um, so yeah, so I spent the day, <laughs> this is how I spent my day, um, getting out my the boot, driving to a little bit further up the coast, getting in again, getting back into my car dead, writing. And then I was doing my visual journaling and it was visual journaling all about the ocean and water. Um, and again, coffee and snacks. And the only problem was, was this was happening before there was a loads of public toilets open. So I had to get on I was just wondering that about all the coffee. <laughs> I know. Because when I came back and I said this to Ellen, she goes, well, you could have taken a bucket. You could have just... <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but I did use the app or the thing that was on um, lockdown loose came in very useful so I could locate where I am and where's the nearest one and use the facilities. So, um, so yeah, that was the only, the only issue, but it shouldn't be an issue now because more places are open, but I have been doing that probably um, every week since I've created it um, because it does, it brings me joy. It just makes me feel I'm off the clock. I am. I'm, I'm in the local area, but it does feel as if I'm traveling somewhere further afield and, and um, giving myself that time to be alone. Because when you've had that time alone, everything quietens down, isn't it? And then you can hear your own voice clearer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the reason why I take social media um, hiatus because it's so noisy and distracting. And, um, once you turn that off and go away, things do start to quiet down. You have so much more time, mm-hmm. but you do, you, you do can drop down into a level of listening to yourself and not anyone else. Yeah. And I think that's so powerful. And so many of the people I speak to who want to write, um, but are feeling blocked when I start asking them questions, it becomes clear that they don't have any of these practices and they're not connecting with their own creativity and they're not allowing things to kind of slow down and still so that they can kind of enter into that space. Yeah. And they're kind of sitting at a computer feeling mm. frustrated because they don't know what to say. Mm. Um, and yet you, you have to kind of fill the well first um, yeah. before you can do that I think. yeah and that's and that's something that I've just realized with the the artist way and Julia Cameron the morning pages is emptying the well you know you do your morning pages to get to the good stuff you get rid of the dross so you can focus on the good stuff but the artist day is the receiving bit and you need to have those both things to be creative um, and those morning pages that that you're doing them for yourself. They're not for anything else. Um, and I think that's where my creativity is based. Now that is my foundation is that I'm doing it for myself. If other people, if then I share and other people get something from it. Awesome. Excellent. But I know that I do what I do creatively to heal me, to support me, to nurture me, to keep me on an even keel. It is my medicine. It is my medicine. And yeah, there's times that I forget to take my medicine. Or, or even, you know, like that kid, that stroppy teenager, say, well, I'm not taking my medicine. I don't need my medicine. <laughs> I can survive without it. And, you know, go two or three days without doing my morning pages. It's like, it's like my, my, my head's like 
all muddy and foggy and woolly and like what's going on here like you know I'm not I'm not making sense I'm not I'm not joining the dots and then I go oh yeah you haven't been creative lately I mean you haven't been doing your morning page you haven't been cutting and sticking Sheree have you <laughs> get me to your scissors <laughs> so yeah yeah. And on that note, I think we'll end it, Sheree. Um, so thank you very much. Um, if people want to um, have a look at your visual journals or get pics of sea views or whatever, what is the best way for them to do that? Well, yeah, to look at my journals, I would definitely go to livingwildstudios.com. Um, and then the, you can see the journals and have some of my writing um, and get to know me better. Um, and that's Living Wild Studios on Instagram as well. Perfect. Okay, well, thank you very much indeed for sharing your creativity with us today. Thank you, Sophie. Much appreciated. Thank you for listening to the Nurture Project podcast. If you enjoyed this, please make sure to check out the other episodes.